0: Welcome to Parenting in the Trenches. I'm Karen Peters, a registered clinical counsellor, and I'm a mom. We're getting real about all things family from a mental health perspective. So let's get to it. Jillian Hart is a counsellor working at Thrive Life Counselling in Fort Langley, BC, but she is also a co-founder and supervisor of Soul Matters Counselling, which is a not-for-profit counselling centre in Cloverdale, BC. She comes from an existential framework, and she's working towards a diploma in being um, an existential psychotherapist. She's a wife and a mom and loves creating. So this can happen for her in the garden, in the kitchen, or knitting. I might sign up for a lesson. (laughs) I tried to learn how to knit. It didn't go very well. The pearl has really thrown me for (laughs) a (laughs) the pearl stitch. I'm going to come watching it. Okay. Uh, Uh, Good to have you. Good to be here. Yeah. Okay. We're talking about life losses, which might be a bit of a new term for people of how that Mm -hmm. differentiates from any other kind of loss. Um, I find it maybe a little bit fuzzier. We don't talk about life losses the same way we talk about other kinds of losses. So I just thought it would be. Maybe helpful to start with some examples of what it means to experience a life loss.
1: Totally. So maybe a life loss um, could be anything that happens in life where maybe you've expected something and then it doesn't go the way that you wanted it to go. Or maybe there's an anticipation, maybe there's a shattered assumption. Mm-hmm. Um something you were counting on, envisioning, and then it doesn't come to pass. So this could be anything like moving, um, a breakup, illness, injury, maybe a loss of an ability, a loss of a dream, a door closing that you're sure was going to stay open for Mm -hmm. forever, kind of like a change in life and how that goes, a loss of a friendship, a fire. It could be kind of, it's almost, it feels like endless in so many ways, but usually it's a piece of, there's something that was a value that was there and then it's now gone or it's changed or shifted.
0: Yeah. Okay. When you mentioned that the word uh, disappointment comes to mind, I would, I would have yeah. kind of categorized that as like life disappointments, like the things you thought yeah. were going to happen yeah. and then did not. And that yeah. feels disappointing. So I wonder because it's a bit embedded. Ambiguous, maybe. Yeah. Like if I if I lost my spouse, I would say I was yes. grieving. This was loss. Yes. If I thought I was gonna get a job, I was a shoe-in, and then it didn't happen, and I had kind of constructed some life dreams around that option, and then it mm-hmm. shut in front of my face. I wouldn't call mm-hmm. it a loss. I'd say oh, that's really disappointing. Mm-hmm. So I might not have the same language or frame of yeah. understanding it. Yeah. So if it doesn't feel maybe as final or as big maybe in some way or mm-hmm. I don't know, is it possible then people don't realize that they're grieving, like that there's a process oh, really? that
1: happens? Yeah, that mm. often we don't have the language or the lingo yeah the the vocabulary for it and so oftentimes clients will come in saying like man this thing happened and like i just i feel off or like i feel really sad but like i don't know why or like why can't i quote unquote get over this
0: Uh kind of a thing
1: right is often a piece where it's like well of course you can't get over it you're grieving this thing like you really wanted this and now it's not here anymore And there's a loss of a value. And so then how are you going to turn towards life again without this value and still find value in life? And that's a real kind of like if you think of that grieving as like that um, disorientation and then reorientation. So something's happened that's left you really disorientated. And now we're going to process, we're going to... Hmm grieve we're going to understand all the emotions that are in there for you Mm -hmm. and also how then can we also reorient to life um, in light of this loss
0: yeah what Mm -hmm. does it what are some of the responses that can happen so if a a significant life loss happens Mm -hmm. what what does it look like or feel like for a lot of people what are the things that you notice that can come up for people does it look like denial does it look like Mm -hmm. it's
1: I think we're all so different and so Mm -hmm. how we react to it is also going to be so different Mm -hmm. but oftentimes kind of common feelings of feeling disoriented or kind of lost like you feel lost yourself in some way um maybe feeling stuck or feeling paralyzed feeling sad feeling like I keep trying something and it's still not like I'm not getting anywhere or I'm not going kind of a thing. Like yeah. there's something that still needs Blocking. processing, needs yeah. uncovering. Yeah, a block of sort. Yeah. Um, and and sometimes it can be disorienting if like maybe you thought you really wanted something and then you don't get it and you realize maybe you weren't as devastated as you thought you might have been.
0: <laughs> can also feel a bit
1: disorienting too. Right. Of it's like, not why what am I made of it. Yeah. Sad? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Why am I not this sad? Well, maybe it didn't have the value you thought yeah. it did. Right. But that can feel really disorienting too.
0: Yeah. And probably really confusing. Hard to trust. Yeah. Because what if I'm just shutting that feeling off because it's too intense? Mm-hmm. So am I numbing mm-hmm. from that experience mm-hmm. or is it does it genuinely not hold what I thought it was holding? Yeah, totally. I can see why that would be important to work through, because you don't want to be yeah. burying something that's that big for you. And assuming life just carries on like it meant nothing, and then you later, it will unearth, right? It will yes, unearth. it always does. It always <laughs> does. Finds a way. Mm-hmm. It finds a way, yep. What That pivot you were talking about, about reorienting. I love that yeah. image, because I... um I think about compasses and I think about Mm -hmm. direction and I think about maps and a lot of us have a bit of a schema set up for our lives. Like we have a plan and we understand that plans don't always go the way we think to some Mm -hmm. degree, we'll accept that. But when there's a real significant piece that kind of catches us off guard, that disorienting piece of like, that really threw me for a loop. Like I really was counting on something and it didn't happen for me. Um, yeah. Or, or in, like I think about uh, the clients that I have that have endured uh, a, a, a traumatic injury of some kind, mm-hmm. where physically they're incapable of doing some of the things that they yeah. all their lives uh, just assumed they were going to be capable totally. of doing, right? Totally. And the adjust, the mental adjustment around all the micro things that that now entails that mm-hmm. they've never had to think of prior to this injury. I can't reach things. I can't use a toilet. I can't without assistance and all this loss of independence and how that bleeds into every part of life. It's not just about the injury that I have to deal with. Right. It's all the life stuff that changes. Yeah. How, how do, what's the process that people use to re, what does it mean to adjust, to reorient Mm -hmm. Do we come up with mm-hmm. new maps? Do we, what does it mean to do that?
1: Yeah. And it's different for everyone. And
0: yet yeah.
1: kind of because some things may hit harder for some than for others, depending on your values, depending on um, what you, what you prize in life or maybe how much you had dreamed of these things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Some of us don't live that far in the future. Others live very far in the future in those ways, right? And so those griefs and those losses are going to be felt differently. And yet, yeah, those are all losses that need a reorientation towards, that need that space to go, this really sucks, Mm -hmm. this You could used to reach that you could used to be able to do these things. And now you can't. And there's usually not a lot of permission in our society and in our Mm. world given to that. There's a lot of, well, that happened. And now you move on. on. You just kind of do it. And it's like, no, we don't move on. You are forever going to be relearning this new body that you're in and grieving the body that you lost or Um, dealing with this new reality that may be different from others' realities and giving yourself that permission to feel all the feelings, to feel that injustice, to feel that frustration, to feel that this sucks and I'm annoyed or I'm disappointed or like life doesn't taste as good as it once did. Mm. That's so important to give that permission and to feel like you can have that permission because if we actually have that, we turn towards it, we actually see it, then it allows us to, okay. And so then how do I want to walk? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this sucks that I can't do this thing. And yet I I still must do it or I still must live yeah. or I still choose to live. And so in choosing to live, how am I going to live in this way? It really connects us back to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um but it's hard. And it's that's really, deep digging
0: work, right? It's
1: deep digging. Yeah. Yeah. It's finding you again in light of this new piece, Mm -hmm. which can be a beautiful adventure if Mm -hmm. we put it that way. Um, It can also feel really frustrating and annoying, right? And so being able to hold the both of that, of like this can be really cool or new, but Mm -hmm. it also really sucks and is hard. Yeah. And it's okay to feel both.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. That permission piece is really big. Um, And I think about... I think about parents in particular, Mm -hmm. and when a loss has happened that has really impacted a whole family, how many people in a parenting role, in addition to personally and culturally not feeling like they have permission to own all the complicated feelings that come with that loss that's, that's on an individual level, but they also feel often this burden of I need to put other people first so Mm -hmm. I'm going to park my stuff I'm going to park my grief Mm -hmm. we'll get to it one day Mm -hmm. my kids need me my spouse Mm -hmm. needs me my parents Mm -hmm. need me wherever the loss has taken place we might suspend our own process for the sake of somebody else's believing that that's really priority Do you have any words around how to walk that tightrope of honoring your own, giving yourself permission to process your own stuff in the midst of, I still got to get up and put on a happy face for my kid, or do I? Like how, what's okay when you're grieving as a parent?
1: Yeah, that, that feels like a big question and a heavy
0: question. question. (laughs) I fully believe in you. (laughs) It is a big question. That's true. I'm it's going to trust And you I that. want
1: to affirm that it's a dance, right? That yeah. there is you are in a place of needing to process and also in a place of where you are needed. Yeah. And so usually stuffing things doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Kind of like trying to put a beach ball underwater. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a ton of effort to try to keep it under the water. And yet sometimes if we just actually let it be on the water, we actually find that we can actually maybe sometimes move around it, or sometimes we bump into it Mm. or we can encounter it. And so there's a bit of a dance in it. Mm. And the reality is if you're grieving in whatever way that you're grieving, you're going to, you are changed and you are going to be impacted and that is going to impact the relationships of those closest to you.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, If this is also something that your kids are grieving, they're going to need you too. And you, I don't want to, like, you need to be there for them. The worst would be that they also lose you in this, right? And so how, what do you need to do to be able to show up for them Mm -hmm. um, in knowing your kids, in knowing what their needs are or seeing how they are
0: um,
1: and what they're needing, is there a way that you can show up for them? And what do you need to be able to show up for them? Right. Mm-hmm. Of maybe, yeah, you do need to go and process this and have some space to go to counseling, to take some time in the morning or at night to journal, to lean into your community in some way, to maybe drop some of the expectations that you have for mm-hmm. yourself in a certain season of life, of realizing that this is a season and that we can, we need time and space. Um, and a different rhythm mm-hmm. to navigate this season. Um, and and you have a responsibility to your kids to yeah. show up for them and be there for them. And it's okay for them to know these things. They need to know that life is hard, yeah. right? We they don't we don't it's not their role to be our counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also okay for them to know that life isn't always happy, go- lucky and things are good. They need they need to see the heart of life too um, in my humblest of opinions.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and, and I, I think that gives such a, a gracious parameter because it isn't prescribing what to do for your kids necessarily, or what to do for yourself or when, or how much of it, Mm -hmm. but it's recognizing both the responsibility to our kids and to ourselves and that neither should be denied or ignored. Yeah. So it's the it's the the grace we need to give ourselves in a period of time recognizing that we our job is not to make life go on as usual. No. Our job is to navigate the mess that has fallen yes. around you together. Yes. So not yes. to lose the connection and to be yeah. attuned to each other's needs and that the child's yeah. job isn't to care for you, but it's okay if mm-hmm. they care about you. So you don't yes. have to shelter them from your experience. You can, you're you allowed to be right. sad with your kids, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. What you don't want to do is invite your child to, uh, to yeah, to heal you. It's not their okay. job to heal you, right? No, not at all. Yeah. yeah. I have this conversation a lot with parents who fear that they, if they show their grief, they are inviting their kids into that role and I think there's a big difference between having grief witnessed and having grief in inviting somebody to heal you there's a big difference there and if you as a parent know okay I can tell when my child's taking this on for me rather than just Mm -hmm. noticing and 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 feeling for me they're allowed to feel for you yeah, but totally. that that's healthy. Put a blanket empathy. on you, right? Like <laughs> that's right. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. What they would do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, that there's there's such a a lovely space there for modeling that we're mm-hmm. all human, feel all the things that that's healthy, um, and that we can take care of ourselves in the midst of it. Yes. Yeah. So yes. modeling it, not hiding it is, hiding is okay. It, totally. Yeah.
1: And remembering that you are the one that has the fully developed frontal lobe. Yes. Right. They are the ones that don't. Yeah. And so there is still that responsibility of grounding it, of yeah. kind of letting those things be known. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that they don't take that on. Right. That the difference
0: between, time. yeah, so having your feet on the ground being sad is different than being yes. hijacked and distraught, yes. which can feel traumatic, right? Yes. To yes. a child who thinks my there's no foundation here. This is kind of yes. scary territory. That's a different totally. experience. Yeah. 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 Hmm. I was thinking about the context of the pandemic and life losses because... I I don't know that we'd all say we've lost the same thing, but I think the majority of us have experienced some type of life loss, a major readjustment something that we were counting on that got pulled from us, um, that felt out of our control. And we've reestablished life that maybe, you know, I don't know about you, but in those first few weeks, we, I heard a lot of chatter and I had this belief myself, this was a short lived thing. We just got to nip mm-hmm. it in the bud. Everybody's going to be mm-hmm. back to school in two weeks after spring break. Mm-hmm. That turned out to be this year and a half long, and we're still going <laughs> process, mm-hmm. And in that amount of time, it's inevitable that something mm-hmm. huge will change. Yeah. Right? So totally I was trying to understand sociologically how <laughs> <laughs> what have we done with that? Do you think a lot of people either experience this idea that because we're all in this collective experience and some of us have more loss than others, that we actually don't have the right of passage to grieve because mm-hmm. Sue down the road lost everything and mm-hmm. I still have a job and my kids are healthy. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I don't have the right to grieve Mm because there's so many people trying to grieve or is it maybe are we in this camp of like, okay, we're allowed to because everybody gets it.
1: Mm -hmm. I don't know. Is Mm -hmm. this,
0: I was just trying to wrap my head around that. What's your take on that?
1: Yeah. I think it's such a, we need to acknowledge the losses that we've encountered. Right. And to give them, um, space and voice, and it can be so grounding mm-hmm. to actually say, like, this sucked and I lost this, or and and this is what I am feeling yeah. in this way. Um, can just be so, yeah, I don't know another word grounding, orienting, mm-hmm. permission giving, um, kind of a relief yeah. in some ways to actually have that. Name I think it. we do each other such a disservice when we compare grief. Um, it's like comparing pain, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, okay, I can't do it because they've got it so much worse. Yeah, they for sure we can say, yeah, they they Tangibly. lost everything. Right. And we can be so sad for that. And you can also grieve what's going on for you. Yes. We we can dismiss and we discredit our own experiences mm-hmm. when we say it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, right? It's not as bad as this or it's not as bad as that. Well, where you're not seeing your experience. You're actually disconnecting from yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it minimizes your own experience and your own pain. Um, and, and so to have, to have the space of um, being considerate, that everybody is going through something um, so that others can feel, feel the permission maybe to even express that even if it is a quote unquote lighter loss or something that may not feel oh man that's so hard may not feel as significant right like pain is pain and we do a disservice when we compare it totally and um and so to let your pain be your pain and let their pain be their pain and let's all empathize with each other that this is really hard um, and try not to judge or try not to um, cuz feelings are feelings right yeah. and we and how y- what they experience even if it may seem minor compared to what you've lost in life may be the depth of what they've experienced of loss ever and so There can be a a joint feeling in Mm -hmm. that, but we may not actually get to that if we think, oh my gosh, that's not a big deal, like get over it. Yeah, like mine's so much harder. It's like, whoa, you guys could actually be like, wow, I'm, you could have similar experiences. You could be feeling the exact same things and there could be such beauty in community or in grounding um, when we share that um, in having that, yeah, that permission given to each other.
0: That's such, I, oh man, that's such an important piece. This, can we toss the comparison Mm -hmm. and find the connection? So the experience, the perceived experience and the value we've attributed to the thing that we've lost is where it's at. It is not about measurement. Like, can I take your thing and put it against a measuring stick and go, okay, you're (laughs) 8.2. So therefore you (laughs) get more hours to grieve and you get more of my attention and you get to Mm -hmm. talk about it more and you, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And therefore I don't Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. mine measures at a 2.4 on the loss Richter scale. Right. Yes. And really, that doesn't exist. <laughs> right. That doesn't exist because it's not about the thing. It's about our perception, our experience, the feelings that come with it. Yeah. So, yeah. How, how relationship permitting is that to open the door to? tell me more about how you've experienced this because that understanding will help me connect with you not measure the thing on the stick about who gets more time totally. Totally. yeah
1: and that whole you know the same comparison is the thief of joy right uh, and it's also the thief of of belonging yeah. and relationship right because we're kind of in this piece of when we compare when we put compare pain when we we're judging each yeah. other on that and yeah. that per, that often comes out of an insecurity at times of our own right of feeling yes. like oh, okay we're better than so-and-so's mm-hmm. um which isn't a great thing mm-hmm. to really feel that doesn't really equal true happiness or groundedness or feeling fulfilled in life Correct. right is you're fulfilled if you do x y and z or you're better than the jones the yeah smiths and the i don't know another yeah. general name Generic, right of yeah. like Generic, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That that doesn't really, um, that doesn't equal fulfillment in life. No. But belonging, connection, feeling fulfilled, feeling seen, heard, connected, appreciated, valued, Mm. um, permitted to be and walk in this world, that's where fulfillment comes from.
0: Yeah. Earlier when you were um, answering this question, I was thinking about the, the pain of the silver lining offering and mm-hmm. how I'm sharing vulnerably how mm-hmm. upset I am about this thing mm-hmm. and your instinct is to soothe me with <laughs> the mm-hmm. silver lining at least mm-hmm. you still mm-hmm. but you still working right. that's a good thing you and yep. how hard it is for us to yes. stop it like yes. we instinct seems like an instinct it's so in our blood to go there and how much damage that can do can we let people find their own silver linings why is that our job right can we release ourselves from the role of telling you what you have not seen that's the silver lining
1: yeah Yeah. well it's so dismissive
0: yes yeah
1: like well but at least you still have this great but I don't feel the value of that right now Uh I'm in the I'm in the pain, I'm in the trenches yeah. of this other thing. That yeah. actually doesn't really matter to me right now. But often the silver lining comes from the person who's offering it their own helplessness, yes. right? And we all do it because we all want, we care. The person that we're talking yeah. to, we care for them. We don't like seeing them in that place because yeah. it is hard. But also realizing that like your job as is not to fix it. Mm-hmm. You can't fix this for them. No amount of seeing that silver lining is going to take away the pain of yeah. this other thing. Yeah. Yes, it is good for them to see that potentially as value in the future, but that's for them to see again, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's not for you to inject into yes. their lives. But to what they need is for you to be there and to see the pain and to go, that does suck. Yeah. Wow. Right? Yeah. And to see that—that's all we really need—and stop there. Yeah. We don't need to. This say is huge else. for
0: you. Yeah, I'm witnessing it's huge for you.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: I think people get hung up on this, I don't feel how big your thing is. So Mm -hmm. I'm reflecting from a place of the value I'm attributing to your loss, not the value you attribute to your loss. And nobody needs you to feel it to the depth there. It's about witnessing the depth it is for them.
1: Totally. And often if we're curious and we ask the significance Uh for them, right? Or like, what does this then mean? Or how are you dealing with this? We can hear and understand a bit more as to what's going on for them. A loss of a job for one person might be completely different than the loss of a job for another,
0: Yeah,
1: right? Um, Just as, yeah, if we get into like a loss of an animal could be way more significant than a loss of a person, right? Like who are we to judge but just going with their experience of what is. yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. If if somebody's trying to support someone who seems stuck for a really long time, mm-hmm. is how might somebody invite them into conversation about that? Is there mm-hmm. is there a gentle in? Is there something that that I would imagine that's a really tough place to be to find words that mm-hmm. might be received. Might be. I know you can't offer a guarantee. No, I'm not going to ask you to sign the show notes here and say, this is going to (laughs) work. Everybody's different. I got that. But I think in general, that's a common experience that people say, Mm -hmm. you know what, my son's been depressed ever since, you know, Mm -hmm. four years ago. I don't know Mm -hmm. how to reach the person. I'm dying to support that person. I want them to feel... Like it's okay to talk it through to find like when it feels like it got, the process got stuck. Mm -hmm. What might be an appropriate invitation?
1: It totally depends on your relationship to the person. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, If we're talking about kind of a parent, right? Like in this context or in this framework, um, Yeah, it could be helpful to, to talk to somebody about it. There's also other ways of expressing too. So thinking about like, is there a creative way? Mm-hmm. Um, I know of a family who there was a fire and they went to counseling. They, they did all the quote unquote things, right? Talked about all of these things, mm-hmm. but it wasn't until they took up weaving that really processing mm-hmm. for their child actually started to happen. Um, and the child was able to express their wow. their grief in a way that counseling didn't in that way okay. or being in, together as a family didn't. And so sometimes a creative outlet or a creative way can be a place of, of kickstarting, of providing opportunity, mm-hmm. of... Um, that's why art therapy often is so beneficial in therapy, right? It's just that process. You just even see themes or stuff, things go really black and dark and heavy. And then you start to see light start to come Mm -hmm. through sometimes or shape shifting or, or yeah, just changes that kind of happened or physical, Mm -hmm. right. Of like a physical taking up a different sport or a different um, activity in a way that maybe can help release something. We grief Mm -hmm. happens Physically, it's something that we experience. It happens to us. There's so much, um, like some grief I know that I felt has felt like you just kind of go, I, I feel like I've been in a car accident. Like I, I, my whole body hit by a truck. I am so, and it's that whole disoriented piece. Right. And so what do we do with that? And, and oftentimes dance is such a gorgeous way Mm -hmm. at times of being able to express or just meet moving, feeling your body in a different way. Um, journaling, writing, um, creating in some way. Um, yeah, maybe a gentle nudge of, And often oftentimes I found families where the parents are like, "Okay, I'm here first because I'm trying to normalize this for my kids, (laughs) warm up, right? Kind of give that sense of like mom goes, dad goes, you go kind of a thing of like there's just a normalization of it Um, and kind of asking if they like that. Yeah. yeah, making it safe, totally, mm-hmm. and just seeing, of like, hey, maybe I'm not this—I'm not the person you want to talk to about this, and that's okay. Yeah. But is there somebody that you seem stuck, and is there somebody, or could we find somebody that maybe you would want to open up to? Because I care for you and I love you, and yeah. I want you to, to, to be well. And yeah. this doesn't seem to be a place where there's wellness for you right now. Yeah, which can be hard.
0: Yeah. It can be hard. The principles make a lot of sense. The making space, acknowledging and speaking to the level of pain you're witnessing Mm -hmm. can give somebody permission to say I deserve help. It's okay that I take up space to talk it through. I love the thought about giving people permission. It's not about you offering the help or you being the fixer, but being able to say it doesn't have to be me that's not what I'm here for. I'm not showing up to convince you to unload with me. I'm showing up (laughs) to say, I see you. It's big still. It's been a long Mm -hmm. time. And I'd love Mm -hmm. to witness you have some release and, and whatever that can look like, I think you're worth it, right? Like, can, what would it mean for you to find that? It's okay Mm -hmm. that you go find that. And I'm here yeah. for you if I, if you want help finding that. And would it be a person or would it be a thing that you do? Would it be a, and I'm, if you want me to participate with you, I'll participate with you. Because I know a lot yeah. of people say, I don't want to show up to the side of the river and chuck stuff in it to say goodbye <laughs> to it. But if you come with me, it yeah. won't feel so weird or.
1: Exactly. Right.
0: Yeah. So can yeah. we invite people to think about options mm-hmm. without telling them what to do? And I yeah. loved how you outline the, the principles for doing that, the creativity, the, Mm. yeah, Mm. physical movement. Yeah. 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 And I know for a lot of people bringing up hard conversations happens better when you're not looking at them. So go for a walk and then bring something up. You're (laughs) both looking at the sunset. You're not looking at each other.
1: Yes. Totally. Driving in the car, right? Yeah. Just having less
0: intimidating.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Totally. Thank you for today's conversation. And I know I am so grateful that you're coming back for another one. So we'll talk again soon. (laughs) Sounds good. Thank you, Jill. Okay. Take care. Bye. Thanks for spending time with me today. Remember to check out the show notes for related resources. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram where you can also subscribe to my online learning page at my.thrive-life forward slash LRL series, where you'll get updates, extra tools for your toolkit. And if there's a topic that you want me to cover in this podcast, please shoot me a message. I would love to hear from you. Shoulder to shoulder with you, knee deep in this mud. I will see you back here next time.